just just been bit by something. You've been you haven't been bit by something. Absolute really itching. <sighs> Look, I'm itching now. That's made me itch even more saying itching. Hey, buongiorno and welcome to the More My Thinking Podcast, hosted by me, Lee Greeno, here live from the Man Cave every week. Now today I'm speaking to John Francois, love that name. Uh, John and me connected through his podcast, which is the Anything the Anything Show, um, and it's a great show. It's always about relevant topics. He's had some massive guests on there, love this guy, um, and we just connected and he said, come on. Now, we have a great old chat all about America and everything else that's going on over there and what he's up to on his podcast. Um, you're going to love this chat. So remember, there's only four rules on the show. One, no bullshitting. Two, no judging. Three, no negativity. And four, have fun. Okay, let's get on with it. Here's my interview with the brilliant John Francois. So welcome to More Way of Thinking podcast. And today we have a very special guest. It is the one and the only Mr. John Francois. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Welcome, John. You're all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 I have no idea. Uh, Y'all have to remind me how we met, Lee, because I meet so many people. But it's 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 a pleasure to to be on your podcast. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because oh, I was thinking the same thing. I'll have guests on. I think, how did I connect? And there's always yeah. there's always a story there, but it's just trying to remember which one. I, I, I know it was something to do with your podcast, and I was listening to it. I thought it was quite funny. Maybe I messaged you, or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So I, I host a weekly podcast called The Anything Show with Jean Francois, and I, you know, of course, it's available on all podcast platforms. And I guess you happened to listen to one of the episodes and reached out, and now here we are. Yeah, it's great. And that's one thing about the, the pandemic and everything. We, I, I'll just reach out. When I started the podcast, someone was saying you've got to be, you've got to have a niche, and I, I'm terrible at having a niche because I just enjoy talking to people. I don't yeah. care, you know, I don't care what followers you've got or influence. I just like interesting people, fun people, um, and so I just can't. If I listen in summer or see something on the TV, I'll just reach out and, and people come on. So, uh, so yeah, should be good. Should be good. Now. Um, yeah. We we're just talking about the weather, and over here in the UK, it's red hot. As you can see, my nose is burnt um, <laughs> because in the UK, the weather is pretty unpredictable. We sometimes yeah. we have good summers, um, but we're rubbish at things like buying sun cream. You know, we're, you'll see loads of pictures in the UK, people sitting out of it. I seen one guy he had a face; he fell asleep with his face mask on, so it oh looked like God. he had a white, <laughs> white wow. and two strings here, which I thought that is. So UK, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, oh so we'll talk about you and your journey and your podcast and everything like that. Now, when I start, I always like to talk about something to do with where you're from and I've interviewed loads of people from, uh, the USA, but never from Vermont. So I thought, right, let's get some interesting facts. Now, sometimes I'll do this and uh, the person's like, no, that's not true. So I do apologize now. This is Google and nothing to do with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read the fact. You, you let me know if there, is a, if there is some truth in it. 
So the first one is um, Vermont's the largest producer of maple syrup in the US, producing you are, over 500,000 gallons a year. Is that correct? You, uh, I believe you are correct. Now, I'm, I'm not originally based in Vermont. I moved okay. here three years ago for a job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all I, all I knew about Vermont going in was uh, maple syrup and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> is it everywhere, maple syrup? Is it like you go in the supermarket, it's like milk? Uh, you know, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much anywhere you go in Vermont, you can get like what they call real maple syrup. I stick to my cheap store brand syrup because I just don't see the difference in taste yeah. between brand and maple. I look, I mean, I'm not paying 40 bucks for syrup. I'm, I'm Jeez, sorry. It's 40 bucks. Do they, I, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but basically because it's maple syrup and in Vermont that they will charge you based on that. Wow. Uh, and, and also, we're known for Ben and Jerry's. I don't know if you have Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I, d I don't think I put that down as a fat, but apparently, was it, it? It started in Vermont, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Vermont's finest, as it's called. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, here the price is a little bit more reasonable because I guess it's like our home state. But you try to get Ben and Jerry's anywhere outside of Vermont, and you're and you're paying a pretty penny. <laughs> so is everybody obese there, or? <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what uh i am not going to dispute that maple syrup on yeah yeah i mean it's not just that it's just that we are a very um uh cold state yeah. and if you are not active in winter sports like skiing snowboarding whatever yeah. uh you know it's easy to stay indoors and pack on those pounds and <laughs> i would and i would imagine during the pandemic there there's been a lot of pounds packing oh, uh, yes. but yeah you know what are you gonna do i mean we, we have we have obese people we have skinny people i'm pretty sure you know the uk has its share of obesity oh, and yeah. Skinny. oh yeah we do we do yeah. we do we do. Right then. Okay. That's okay. That first one is correct. Right. Let's go for the next one. Uh, Lake Camplin, located prim primarily in Vermont with parts in New York and Quebec, isn't as big as the Great Lakes, but it does have its own monster, or so the legend goes. Apparently, Champ is said to be a friendly 80-foot-long um, beast monster and have a head like a snake or a dog. There was a famous photo, apparently, which was taken in 1977. Do you know about this? I have no idea about that. That's an interesting fact. I might have to correct you on, on the pronunciation. Though. I think you're... Oops. I think... I think you mean Lake Champlain is ah is it, is it? yeah C H A M P L A I N yeah yeah ah. and you know what hey not not coming from Vermont I I screwed up the pronunciation of Lake Memphremagog, which is a <laughs> word good. I still cannot spell to this day so I, I'm with you man the pronunciations of some of these lakes are are wild yeah well I just had a look at the in the photo the reason I brought it up is because we have Scotland we have Loch Ness do you know you've heard of the Loch Ness monster here. I have, yeah. Yeah, and there was a very similar photo many years ago of, of the Loch Ness. And if you look this up, I'll, I'll put a photo on the on the video. And this photo of uh, Champ looks very similar. It could be basically anything. Uh, but yeah. no, apparently it's an 80-foot monster. <laughs> there you go. Right, okay. Now, this one does interest me. So it's also one of the most progressive states. It was the first to grant women partial voting rights in 1880 and abolish slavery and legislate 
same-sex marriage. Is that true? Well, uh, you know, I'm learning as much as you are right now. That, that, you know, that, that seems to be about right. I mean, um, it, it's strange because I live in a very uh, conservative part of Vermont. Oh, uh, so when you live in this area, it, it can be hard to uh, remember that it is very much a blue state. Uh, you know, of course, we're known for uh, having Bernie Sanders as our, uh, I think he's our, he's our senator. Yeah, I think oh, he's our yeah. senator. Yeah, um, and he's obviously very much a you know progressive uh, socialist figure. Um, yeah, no, I think that, that 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 sounds about right to me. I mean, I, I think someone said it best in terms of like the sort of uh, conservative and and liberal uh, togetherness of Vermont. Uh, I think Vermont is the state where hippies and rednecks just unite that's 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 oh, the same right. okay cool about vermont um yeah. so yeah i mean if you, you know depending on where you are you may run into uh you know someone who i don't know supports trump and you may you know run into someone who uh supports biden or bernie or, yeah. or whatever yeah. so, i quite like that i quite like that i think um we're too over here in the uk at the minute there is quite it, it there is quite a lot of division um, with lo loads of different things, politics, uh, you know, left, right. And I spoke to someone the other day who, who we talk about politics. They don't like politics too much. But I think the problem this day and age is no one's allowed to be a bit of both. You know what I mean? Right. We can all have different opinions, can't we? But no, you have to be left or right. Well, no, actually, I can have an opi different opinions on different things. I don't have to pick a side. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, gro we're grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I describe myself as pretty much in the center when it comes to politics. Um, yeah, th there are a lot of things that I agree with on the left, but there are also some things that I agree with on the right. Mm. And I think what is missing in politics is, is sort of that, you know, center, middle ground ideology. And unfortunately, now it's become like wrestling. It's like you said, it's either you're on the far left or you're on the far right, and then you just fight until the death. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it don't, I suppose it don't happen when you have divisive people like Trump who are so, so loud and outlandish. I mean, he's not even a politician, really, uh, but he's an interesting character. What Love or hate him. He's, he's God, he's interesting, isn't he? he, he he's straight talking. Um, and I think, oh, he, be, but because he's so forthright, um, people are either, yeah, or they hate him. Do you see what I mean? He's very divisive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He certainly had an interesting four years in the White House. And I mean, look, as someone who uh, likes show business, I'm in the entertainment business as, as you are. Uh, I also found him very fascinating and hilarious on a lot of days. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, he, he always met the, head, the headlines every day and the guy really knows how to market himself. So you got to <laughs> give him credit for that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he, like you said, he did play into the division, uh, that this country was feeling and, um, you know, now it's yeah. kind of shocking how we've gone back to this sort of, I mean, at least here in the U S I don't know how it is in the UK, mm -hmm. but at least here in the U S I feel like you know, we've gone back to this normal boring when it comes to, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, like with Biden, it's like, wait, what? He's not making headlines. He's not, you know, you know, making like controversial tweets every day. Like, yeah. what? Are, 
democracy is not being threatened. Like it's <laughs> it's just it's just normal, boring, everyday presidential stuff, and it's yeah. just. It's are, you know yeah over here in the uk we have boris johnson and he is quite oh, yeah. A, yeah he's quite an outlandish figure i mean he's no nowhere near as bad as as, as as trump but he does you know he can bumble along and make silly comments now and again um yeah. and the problem is as well with the pandemic uh, the government are never going to win they're always going to, you know, they're trying their best, but they're always going to piss some people off. Some people are going to say you're doing it wrong. Some people are going to say you're doing it right. We're in a pandemic. So I suppose, you know, I disagree with some of the things they've done, um, but they're going off the science, I hope. But who who knows? It's, it's not an easy situation, I suppose. Yeah. How is the UK handling the pandemic? I, I've always wondered because I sometimes forget that the pandemic is a worldwide mm, thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. How are you? the pandemic well when we first when we first had had lockdown um some people said we left it a bit late because numbers were starting to skyrocket so we had a total lockdown um and we started getting quite good at uh pulling the numbers back wearing masks social distancing then the problem was uh they started releasing and letting us go into different tier systems so if you were tier one uh, you had freedom. If you were tier two, you had some freedoms and had to wear a mask still. And if you were tier three, you know, you, you were basically locked down. Uh, but the the thing is, they do these things, but only one tier, only one place to begin with was tier one, and it's an oil oil of man, which is out of the way, and no one no one already lives there. So right. it's sort of they offer these things to try and make us think, wow, we're getting back to normal. But the reality is, it's still crap currently. So we had a second lockdown um, and then we let an Indian variant, variant come in. So the, the cases are going up again um, and they've started bringing out a new system for going abroad now. So a traffic light system. And again, I'd yeah. rather the government turn around and say, you can't go abroad. Instead of pissing about and saying, oh, we've got this. Basically, we, you know, the UK is getting better, but you can't go abroad this year. But instead, what they do is they sort of offer us a carrot. With reality is, we're not going to be able to go abroad. Wow, wow, yeah. Uh, you know, here in the US, we it looks like we're winding down. I don't know uh, mm. what coverage you guys give us in the UK, but it looks like we're winding down. Um, you know, we we're we're, we're getting vaccinated. Uh, by the numbers every day and actually Vermont where I am right now uh, it is the first state in the country to lift all COVID-19 restrictions we did that the other day yeah uh, yeah, yeah our governor here he said that if 80% of the state is vaccinated he will lift all restrictions and he met that goal and uh, now here we are so you know, going, you know, again, along with the whole, you know, Trump Biden transition, it's also bizarre that we're getting to this point where life is beginning to go back to normal. You know, we're having outdoor events. We don't really have to wear a mask anymore, not so much social distancing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, it's, it's a new day and, and hopefully things will uh, progress as well in the UK. Yeah, but it's, I mean, compared to some other countries, one thing that they've done really well is the vaccine rollout here as well. You know, oh, good. They, they absolutely went for it when we started the vaccine rollout. I think we're talking about um, 20 year olds. We're on about kids being vaccinated uh, in a few months time. So they've really put it, you know, everybody's got involved and volunteered 
Um, yeah. So yeah, that that that's gone really well because that's the only way out of this. Really, is getting as many people vaccinated as as possible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think if we didn't have so many um, uh, anti-vaxxers, oh, here, here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> We will probably get out of this pandemic faster. Uh, now, granted, granted, I mean, I think uh, Biden said like maybe a good 60 or 70 percent of adults uh, have have had at least one dose of the vaccine. So that is good. Um, but yeah, especially here in Vermont, where, you know, there are a lot of conservative areas. Uh, you know, I have to deal with people who say that, you know, the vaccine will turn them into a zombie and it will cause it <laughs> yeah, into a cabbage. Yeah. And yeah so you know <laughs> what are you gonna do and, and and it's funny because those same people will be like oh yeah like you know i i feel more comfortable going out and, and doing normal things and i say to them well it's because people are being vaccinated so yeah you know, yeah exactly you and i understand in some ways people don't want to be told what to do but the reality is this pandemic we have been told what to do because it's killing people and i suppose it, thank God it hasn't really affected me. But if it had and someone I know had died from it, I'd be the yeah. first one to say, let's get vaccinated. And I think you've got to think of it that way instead of selfishly thinking, I don't want it. I'm not having it. I don't know what it is. Well, hold on. Yeah. Some guy's struggling to breathe and he's going to yeah. die from this. But, you know. Yeah, actually, you know, interesting you say that because my co-host on the Anything Show with John Francois, my my podcast, uh, Maciel Hernandez, unfortunately, her mom passed from COVID. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, she she's been vaccinated, so yeah, she more than anyone will probably be like, okay, like you know, don't you know, don't stop thinking about yourself and what you think the vaccine will do to you. Think of how you can. Definitely. and other people getting sick and spreading the covid and, and all that stuff so definitely definitely okay well that's more fun facts for today there was other boring ones but i thought i won't bring them up <laughs> um so i got most of them right i think anyway so so yes john let's start at the beginning because you said you'd only been at vermont for three years so i'm yeah. just interested in and looking i had a quick look at about sort of the things you've been up to and that it sounds like you've always been in media tell us a little bit about growing up and how that led you to go on that path um well you know growing up i i've always loved uh entertainment show business whether it's uh television radio movies i i always uh was that kid that would rather just sit at home and watch tv or go to the movie theater or listen to the radio in the car rather than like you know go to school or even like socialize with friends outside uh, in, in my neighborhood um and i think it was i think it wasn't until high school yeah high school where i had the confidence to actually like do something about this interest of mine. So I took uh, some acting classes, appeared in some theater productions in high school. And when I graduated, I thought that, you know, professional acting like that was where my life was going to take me. And, you know, some personal stuff came up during college and the acting program that I was in was, was kind of too emotionally intense for me. So dropped out of that. And uh, while I was trying to figure myself out uh, during my semester off, um, I fell in love with broadcasting. And that is, you know, basically, you know, radio and doing my, um, you know, I I used to produce a show in my hometown of West Harbor, Connecticut, a public access television show. 
Um, so I did, I did that and then eventually went back to school for something related to communications and, you know, uh, you know, I graduated, I, I did a radio mentorship in New York city. I, I got my first radio job in my home state of Connecticut and here in the U S and then worked in Iowa for a while. And now here I am in Vermont. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess there was just a lot of steps that kind of led me to where I am today. Um, you know, eventually uh, going a few years into doing traditional commercial mainstream radio, I really uh, wanted to sort of get back into owning my content. And yeah. that's kind of where, and that's kind of where the Anything Show with John Francois came about. Um, it kind of started in college, but as time went by, um, it's basically developed into a radio show slash podcast. So now it's, you know, both a show that you can hear on radio stations throughout the country. And with the help of my determination and with the help of a good friend of mine, who's also a podcaster, it's also a show that you could get on, you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. And um, what I've always loved about uh, the entertainment formats, the format that I do with my show is just how you could have such a variety to keep people's attention. Um, I've always been influenced by late night talk shows, daytime talk shows, because there's just so much going on. Mm. Morning radio shows, so much going on. I mean, and the anything show, uh, that's what it is. It's how, how much entertaining different things can we pack inside an hour and uh, if you listen to my show every week on, on the podcast platforms, you'll get trending headlines, you'll get viral videos. Um, I, I give away uh, $100 gift cards and, and, and shot glasses and keychains every month. In fact, uh, this Sunday for Father's Day, June 20th, I'm giving away uh, cash and merchandise to a listener, a lucky listener. Um, and yeah, we have Hollywood gossip. I interview all sorts of celebrities from, uh, say cousin Sal from Jimmy Kimmel live to the pink lady of Hollywood, King K. Seurat. Um, so it's, it's really a dream to be able to produce, uh, essentially just a fun morning radio esque variety show like that every week and, and have people, uh, accepting it the, the way they yeah. do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in a, rambling nutshell that's that's kind of <laughs> you, have, you have had some you have you've had some really brilliant guests on um one thing that interests me is there is you said um you do the radio and the podcast now i run a, a radio show all about film because that's what i love film of course and i'm a filmmaker but the yeah. only thing with radio is you have to be sometimes impartial you're not allowed yeah. to sort of swear or or tell yeah. your point of you've got to be careful and one of the yeah. reasons i started the podcast is because i was like actually i want to have an opinion i want to swear if i want to swear and i want to say out you know what i think yeah. uh, what how does that transfer with your show because because i've listened to bits of your show and and you know yeah. it's quite funny and it's caught you can get quite you know for radio <laughs> Do you share that on radio or is that a totally separate show or, or is it more, do they allow that in, in America? Uh, okay. So I, the, the few radio stations that I'm on, they are FCC regulated. So yes, it is advisable not to use profanity or to be uh, explicitly sexual. Um, <laughs> the stations that I'm on, they are not, 
commercial radio stations. Yeah. They are uh, volunteer-run, smaller, low-power community radio stations. Yeah. So, uh, other, in other words, stations that don't pay me for the content, I basically reach out to these stations yeah. that uh, have a low signal and could you always use programming. And yeah. if they're interested in my show, great. Uh, because there's such a low listenership and uh, you know also again like advertising dollars are not going into it because it's non-commercial yeah. um there is a lot more freedom to uh, get away with the occasional like a-hole or making a sex joke on these uh radio stations yeah uh, and and sure you know i've had one of those i've had one of our station affiliates move me to a later slot at night because, <laughs> yeah. because of and things that I've said. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's really no different than, um, as you mentioned, doing a show purely in the podcasting space where there's no regulations. You, it's so liberating. You could curse, you could make dirty jokes, you could say what's on your mind about politics, things like that. So I totally get what you mean about that. I mean, there's just nothing like it, you know? There's, yeah. there's nothing like uncensored and completely yourself yeah i think uh it can be fr quite frustrating at times when you're trying to get a conversation because i used to get quite a lot of guests on and you're just getting into it like we are now and then you gotta play music and you gotta play yeah. more music and you gotta play music again <laughs> and yeah. it's like for yeah. christ's sake i just want a 10 minute conversation it's yeah. very and I suppose it's because it's consumer fed isn't it you know like you say they're trying to make money they're trying to be commercial um but I think one thing about the pandemic, which is great, is there's more podcasts popping up, more people are trying it, yeah. and more people are having a voice. So that can only be a good thing, can't it, John? Uh, you know, it can be a good thing and Ooh. a bad thing. <laughs> What's that? Why is I mean, that then, John? Well, okay. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky situation. I mean, I... I I've always said about podcasting is that the great thing about it is that anyone can do it. And the bad thing about it is that anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah, true. What are you trying yeah. to say, John? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Obviously you are, you, I mean, you're fantastic. I mean, I'm not yeah. talking about you, I mean, uh, you know, going to the great part of it, you know, because anybody can do it, uh, you have a chance to find so many different quality top notch, uh, podcasts that you otherwise wouldn't have found in the mainstream space. Yeah. Uh, but you know, then because again, anyone can do it. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll there's a lot of shit out there. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcasts where, you know, they're just like, you know, taking their phone and recording from their car and talking about, I don't know, their toothbrush or wrestling for an hour, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so it's, 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 it's 50, 50 in terms of, uh, the easy accessibility to create a podcast. Yeah, I, know, I, I do understand what you mean. I mean, it's, it's similar with the filmmaking business at the minute because everybody, can, you can make a film basically on a phone now. So yeah. sort of everybody's doing it and that sort of thins out the playing field and it makes it more difficult in some senses. But I think you've just got to get over that and just think, do, do what's right for you. Um, yeah. And hope yeah. that I hope that what you're doing is 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 going the right way. But I do know what you mean. Yeah, I've had a few people say, "Will you listen to my show?" And I've listened. I'm like, "What can I say?" It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say that uh, you know, 
yeah, like, you know, going back to your point, you know, do what's right for you. If this is something that you love, then, then do it to the best of your ability. And you can easily do it to the best of your ability every day. Like, you don't have to have some mainstream corporate guy, you know, giving you the approval. Like, you, if you have a phone, if you have a tablet, if you have a computer, if you have any recording device, you can make it happen, which is so great. I love the DIY age. Um, and, you know, then you have this... Uh, you also have to remind yourself that you are basically one of billions or zillions of people wanting to have a podcast. So yeah. because of that, it can be harder to uh, find an audience. Um, you know, it's, I think basically it is in the 99% of podcasters, which is like you and myself. I mean, we're, you know, trying to find our audiences mm -hmm. every day and, you know, however we can. And then of course you have those one percenters like, I don't know, Joe Rogan, who has millions of listeners every episode yeah. and knows what he's doing. So mm -hmm. I, think, um, yeah. I, think, I think the big thing for me is um, it, we all have to start somewhere, but people are putting the effort in. So they're yeah. learning to edit. They're getting a half-decent microphone. I think it's when you hear something that's just so poor and they're putting sponsorship on there and you're like, <sighs> just get the basics rotten over pops yep. what's going on here um yeah because you know microphones are not that expensive you can do it on your laptop um you just need to put a bit of effort in at least put a bit of effort in <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah yeah uh, i i don't know if you've ever heard a podcast that uh have distorted audio mm -hmm. uh like the the mic is turned up too high or either they're talking too loud and their yeah. mic distorted yeah, I've listened to quite a few of those, and um, unfortunately, it distracts from like the actual content of the podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like you said, you know, getting the basics down would be very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, some of the guests you get on, John, I was quite impressed with some of the guests. Tell us a little bit about how you go about that, and some of the big guests that you've had on there um, on your show. Well. Um, Fortunately, through uh, the commercial radio station I work for here in Vermont, um, I'm able to have a connection with Premier Radio Networks, which is a uh, just this big sort of syndication radio conglomerate thingy-majig uh, that often offers opportunities to interview uh, guests ranging from actors to musicians to authors, etc., um and yeah i mean like i i've it seems like i've interviewed a wide variety of people i mean i uh, some of the interviews that come to mind um the the movie greenland which uh, starred uh god what's uh, gerard butler and marina baccarin i interviewed the director yeah. from that movie, Rick oh Rogan yeah Watt. i thought that was quite a good film as well the ending why they did that ending but yeah oh no I just, yeah oh don't spoil it for me I Oh, you not seen it? Oh, you not seen it? You interviewed the director. What's going I, I, on? I, 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 I've seen a, a clip or two, but I, I can't see the whole movie. Hey, look, you know, in our business, when we have to do this grind, we don't have time to like, you know, get all the content. Huh? In. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. So I interviewed that guy, um, Chris Lowell, who. Uh, is an actor and photographer and he appeared in the movie promising young woman which actually won the oscar for oh great film best uh, original screenplay yep yeah. yep so, um, who, who did he play oh uh i think he played carrie mulligan's love interest if i'm yeah. not mistaken oh i know who you mean yeah he's a great actor you interviewed him that's a great yeah interview, I, that is i 
I did. I was so lucky to interview him. And um, and actually, uh, this I, I, are you familiar with the show, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Will Smith. That's pretty much what catapulted him to fame. So I'm going to be interviewing uh, the actress that played Hillary Banks, Will Smith's sister, wow. or not Will, but Will Smith's uh, uh, cousin on that yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be interviewing Karen Parsons. So yeah, thanks to you know Premier Radio Networks, I, I have access to a wide variety of of guests. Um, you know, Selena, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Selena, the series on Netflix, the, the yeah. show about the Mexican singer, Selena, I'm interviewing, I interviewed the actress that played uh, Selena's killer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, just, I mean, you name it. And I almost, I think have interviewed them. <laughs> so what I find, what I find interesting, John is interviewing, not the main person, but the person behind the scenes or the person that's, that's been there and can tell you all yeah. the stories you, yeah. because sometimes, yeah, you can talk to the main person, but they're, they've got an agenda. Whereas you speak to like the caterer or the makeup woman and you get yeah. a real deal. Do you know, do you notice that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, immediately what comes to mind, um, I was actually, before we got started, I was watching a comedian, Paul Mooney, who recently passed, I was watching him on the on the Howard Stern show, and uh, he was best known as a writer for comedian Richard Pryor, who was just oh, uh, yeah. and um, and yeah, I mean Paul Mooney, obviously not of the same stature as you know uh, Richard Pryor, but because he was side by side with Richard Pryor, he could yeah. tell you stories. Oh, Apparently. Wow. Richard Pryor and Dolly Parton hooked up. Apparently, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, apparently Richard Pryor uh, was was sniffing cocaine on a Miles Davis album, and Paul Mooney just kind of brushed it off and he just went on his way. I mean, it's just Woo! there's so stories, and and yeah, like you said, the the most interesting stories tend to come from the people who witnessed the the thing. <laughs> with the famous people so oh that sounds amazing yeah richard pro what a legend every now and then I'll, I'll go back and and watch his show i, I actually I actually had to play him back in high school <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah as part of an high school as part of a high school acting class we had to um uh take on the persona of a uh of a uh, of a dead celebrity icon so i guess i chose richard Pryor, and yeah. i had to be prior all day and write a monologue as him and it wasn't easy but you know uh the, the research that i did going into it was really fun hey you know what john i think uh what where would he stand now though because everything is like we talked earlier about division and pc everything's politically correct i think some of these older comedians would really struggle now wouldn't they with the material oh sure sure i mean richard Pryor. um i Mm, I mean, it's, well, it's tough to say, uh, cause yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Richard Pryor could get in trouble here and there today. <laughs> uh, he did have some, I mean, he did have some thought provoking things to say about race in America. Yeah. So, uh, that could save him, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, you look at someone like uh, Eddie Murphy, for instance, mm. who, uh, was a great stand-up in his own right. You, you look at his stand-up specials, Delirious and Raw, and they are great uh, 
but probably should be best left in the 80s yeah because there, yeah. there is a lot there's a lot of uh <laughs> there's quite a bit of uh yeah. you know humor and homophobic humor that probably wouldn't pass today so yeah, yeah you're right i mean i think that uh, comedians of a different era might not make it so much in this cancel culture era and it's sad because uh, you know, I I remember uh, Kevin Kevin Hart, the comedian Kevin Hart, say the other day that uh, he hates cancel culture because uh, yeah. it basically doesn't allow you to be human and make mistakes and learn from them. Yeah. And um, and I agree with that. You know, I think that uh, it it it's just kind of uh, sad that oh, you know, one tweet or one joke that I did yeah. in my standup. Or 15 years ago is going to completely ruin my career today. I oh, know it's of ridiculous. Giving, yeah, instead of giving me the chance to say, okay, maybe what I said was wrong, and I apologize, and I'm learning from that, and I want to do better. So yeah, I mean, you you imagine if when you were 18, if you knew what you knew, you know now, and yeah, that, there's a record of that, and someone's going to bring it up when you said something when you didn't know much better. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Really, it's. Um, uh, they, they did it with James Gunn, didn't they? James Gunn, he was, um, for a while, they took him off at Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, the follow-up with that. And Ah, yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now was that, that's like, uh, uh, what, what was that? Just sexual harassment-related stuff or was something else? I can't, or? Re- I can't remember, but I just, I'm sure I've seen one of the, the tweets and just thought, oh, my God, he's, you know where where does it end i don't, I don't really know but it's, it's a worrying time if you're a celebrity it's a worrying time you've got to be so careful your pr has got to be hasn't it it's got to be on top form <laughs> oh sure 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 so you know we'll, we'll see what happens i mean I, i'm i'm hoping that um cancel culture could be used more of as a learning tool mm. as opposed to just a way to sabotage somebody's career. You yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. So where do you see the show going then, John? What would you like to see from it in the future? Uh, my show, the anything show with John from Uh Yeah. Well, I, I would love to just, I think like any podcaster, I would love to see it grow in uh, listener numbers. Um, I would love uh, to uh, continue to give away the the fabulous cash and merchandise that I tend to give away. Uh, right now, I'm I'm getting the show into the the movie theater advertising space, and hopefully, I'm going to uh, transfer it over to radio station advertising as well. So I'm really trying to broaden the reach of the show as much as possible, and uh, hopefully, that'll you know get it exposed to a wider audience uh you know in terms of the content um i i I am so thankful to have a co-host in maciel hernandez who she's an actress and uh, she's from new york city which of course is great for actors and she is the host of the black hole sun podcast and her pop culture knowledge and her passion and her energy and her humor is is just what i need for my show so i'm hoping that we continue our partnership from there i hope i continue to you know interview fabulous guests uh really i mean i just want to continue to learn and grow with this show because i keep on reminding myself that it is a marathon and not a sprint yeah (laughs) yeah that's Uh, right yeah I suppose you've just got to, you've just got, I, I just enjoy it. 
um, and the numbers come second and, and if it does well, it does well and you've just got to play the long game, I suppose. And as long as you're enjoying it, that's, that's the main yeah. Yeah, I think if uh, anybody got into the podcast space just to get a lot of listeners or to get a lot of sponsorship money, they would quit just like that because it's it really takes time. You have to appreciate yeah. and enjoy the process. And uh, fortunately, what's kept me going is that I just love the grind of of you know coming up with you know relevant, entertaining conversation week after week for an audience, and then you know wash rinse repeat for the next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah wash rinse repeat i think the good thing is now one thing that's happened with the pandemic is that we can interview people from around the world um and it makes people a lot more accessible doesn't it absolutely absolutely i mean uh you know, just talking to you from the UK. I mean, I've, I've interviewed a couple of, uh, of, of guests from the UK. Uh, and to think that maybe before the pandemic, the guests that uh, I could have access to, maybe I can only have access to if they came over here or, you know, I came over to them. Um, the fact that, you know, from my little base in Vermont, I can interview anybody from like the UK or here in the States, maybe, you know, anywhere from California to Utah to Oregon, whatever. Um, it really gives you a, um, a really uh, interesting cultural worldview of, of what's going on outside of, of your yeah. own space. Yeah. Oh, you interviewed a few couple of people from Australia, which was interesting. Nice. Uh, nice. But it, was, it was, again, it was interesting to find out about how the, the lockdown had gone there um, and the cultural differences um, yeah. which would never have happened without lockdown. So, you know, yeah. You've got to look at it that way. Now, part of the show that I do, we do cover quite a lot of, of, of different themes, but mental health is one that, that, that pops up quite a lot. How do yeah. you think people are um, getting on mental health-wise through the lockdown, especially in America? Because what I've noticed here is um, people that never usually suffer with mental health because this second lockdown are really sort of saying, look, I've had enough now. Um, and I just think it's interesting that everybody, I think everybody is sort of suffered in one way or another. It doesn't have to be, you know, really terrible mental health where you're thinking about suicide, things like that. It can just be, it's really changed your mood in certain situations. Have you noticed that with people around you and things like that? Um, yeah, I, I'd say to a certain degree, uh, I think the pandemic has maybe done two things for mental health. Uh, one, it has, uh, forced us to stay inside. And I think (laughs) Americans, we are, we tend to be a very on the go kind of people. Like you get up, you go to work, you come home, the next day blah 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 so uh you know the pandemic has just completely fucked that up and um that can easily just make someone either sad or angry or depressed or whatever Uh, the other part of it is that because we were so locked down for such a period of time um we can't run away from our problems you know i feel like to a certain degree you know the on the go thing is an easy way to just mm, avoid yeah. whatever issues you may have. So, you know, being locked down in a house for two or three weeks, whatever the case may be, or a year, um, really gives you time to sit with your thoughts and, you know, 
I mean, we, we've, I'm sure we've heard about uh, marriages and then divorces that have happened during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, French. me and my wife haven't divorced just yet. Touch wood. Oh, God. <laughs> Cross fingers, that doesn't happen. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Uh, friendships that might have ended, uh, things like that. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I struggle with anxiety and depression. And I actually recently, uh, just got on uh, antidepressants. And uh, what I found, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, I, I, I loved, you know, going out to bars and concerts and going to the movies and doing whatever I can to be socially active. Um, and during the pandemic, uh, I found that with no activity going on, uh, I've been... I've been more anxious to leave the house and, and, and get things going. So I may, I, I may fall into that category of Americans who are just like, holy shit, like I have to sit with my thoughts, like what the hell's going on in here? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting when uh, you go from, you know, oh man, like there's so many things to do and sure, I'll have a lazy day here and there. And then when you're being told to stay inside and not do anything, it's just like, at yeah. least for me, it, no, no, I don't want to stay and do nothing. That sounds frightening. I, I, I got to go out and do something. So during the pandemic, uh, I think maybe that's when I've been my most active because I think it's been a way to not sit with my thoughts too much and and really get hooked on them. Yeah. And, and thankfully, along with, uh, you know, meditation and, um, you know, talking to family, friends, my girlfriend, I've, I've been doing therapy for the last year. And that has really helped uh, work through uh, what's been going on in my head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, been a, it's been quite a year for a lot of us, I believe. Yeah. At least it's part of the conversation now and we can talk about it. Whereas yeah. before, I think it was quite a, a subject that no one wanted to talk about. Whereas I find when I talk to people like yourself, we're a bit more open about it now because we've all, we've all been through it. You know, yeah. um, and, and, and myself as a creative... I've always had these different things that I want to be doing and I'll be doing them. Whereas lockdowns forced me that I can't do some. So I'm starting yeah. to overthink things and you lie in a bed at night and you're thinking, well, I can't do this, but I've got to do it. And you're overthinking everything. And it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I'm a classic overthinker. So I know what you mean, man. It's just, oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's and, and then you think back to before lockdown, I was always busy, I always had things on the go, I was always you know, people people would say to me, I don't you never stop. And that was my way of coping. Um yeah. health wise, that that keeps me sane. And my wife will say, You're doing all these things and you don't get paid for them and why and it's just that's my part of that's the way who I am and how I cope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this pandemic has uh allowed us to just kind of sit down for a moment, breathe yeah. and yeah. really ourselves. And uh, no, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, you know, the, the whole thing about mental health, because um, I often think that when it comes to like, say our physical health, like if we have like a broken shoulder or a leg or whatever, usually we won't have much of a problem saying, Oh my God, I have a broken shoulder, broken foot. I need to go to the hospital. I need to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, prior to the pandemic, I mean, there was this stigma around mental health where it seems like, you know, saying like, oh, I'm depressed or I'm down or I'm feeling suicidal. Like it, we seemed ashamed to, to reveal yeah. that, like yeah. just 
you know, we want to make it seem like we're okay. And, and I think it's okay not to be okay. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, if people, um, want to find the podcast, what do, uh, or are you on social media, John? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the anything show with John Francois, if you love, uh, just, a, a, a big, cornucopia chaos of, of quirky pop culture you know headlines gossip celebrity interviews uh chances to win cash and merchandise you can listen on apple spotify iHeartRadio, amazon pretty much wherever you get your podcasts on social media you can find us on facebook.com slash the anything show and we're also on instagram at anything show francois and i have no idea when this episode of ours is going to be uh posted uh but uh uh, yeah, we're, you know, I, you have a chance well, to win $100. I'll Anything shows. Yeah, well, what I'll do is I'll put the links, all the links in the show notes anyway. Um, and I always ask my guests for a bit of advice. So it might be best bit of advice you've had or been, or, or been given, uh, John. What's the best advice I've been given? Yeah, what do you think? Or some that you could give to people that maybe want to get into media or podcasting um do it because you love it uh and understand that the only way you can make it if that's what you're looking for is patience and persistence so i would actually say the three p's passion (laughs) patience if you have to, uh, like if it. passion for it if you're patient uh during the process and if you persist you know releasing content at a certain time or a certain day like i think if you have those three p's then um then you are very fitting to be in the media field because i think those three p's passion patience and persistence uh, did you will, just think will, of that john or did you know did you already know heard of it before no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, I, it, it's just something that uh, kind of came to mind. I wow. mean, something that I've, I, I've kind of uh, thought about a while ago, but yeah, no, I mean, I, anytime a podcaster will ask me like, Oh, how, how do I make it? How do I, you know, it's yeah. For some reason, patience and persistence keeps on coming to mind. A lot of that. I've not heard it before. And I love persistence because I've talked about this before where, persistence especially sort of podcasting and and for like filmmaking is it's such a difficult media to get into um you've just got to stick at it and if you're passionate you will and if you're not passionate you'll give up and it's the people that are persistent that will that will get there eventually yeah yeah and and my mom when i was growing up at home would always say like you know something about you is that you know you're you're persistent you know (laughs) if you want something you'll go after it and you'll do anything to get it and that's uh something that i hold up pridefully and try to lead by every day oh good for you and finally i ask uh, my guests for a favorite so it can be a film it can be a book absolutely anything just something accessible have you got a favorite john a favorite book or film? Film, yeah. Anything that just some pe- that people, listeners can access. Ah, uh, God, man, because I've been so busy, I've hardly had time to like sit through anything that's like more than a five-minute YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, and, and, it, and it could be something completely random. You can have anything, yeah. 
okay well the most recent thing that i sat through that was uh really entertaining and that took a while i uh really enjoyed the documentary on uh inside the nba which is a uh, yeah. comical yeah a comical basketball analysis show on tnt and uh you know, I enjoy that because I enjoy watching YouTube clips of the show. Uh, it's just a form of escapism, just comfort comedy. And I would say if people are interested in that show, great. Go ahead and give that a shot. Um, I mean, as far as like a film, like a traditional film, uh, the, 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 the movie Boyhood comes to mind. Oh, classic, uh, yeah. Yeah, have you? Yeah, so you watched that, uh, and and I watched it in theaters when I was in theaters, like maybe five, six, seven years ago. And it's like a three hour plus film, but it doesn't feel like three hours plus mm. if yeah. you're interested. In just a natural uh, progression from childhood to adulthood. You know, really just the story of a human being, the evolution of a human being. Uh, so I would say Boyhood and the Inside the NBA 30 year anniversary documentary. Go watch those. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Well, look, John, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on today. Thanks so much. Um, and I do love the podcast. I keep keep listening to snippets and it is so funny. And, and I like it because it's relevant uh, and you have a lot of opinions on different things and it's fun, which is the main thing, um, which is what it's all about. So uh, make sure you stay in touch. And then when you are in the big leagues, just remember. <laughs> just remember. Oh, you just remember the little people? Is that the, is that the same yeah. that you're going to get? Remember the three Ps. I'll, yeah. I'll email you and say, John, remember the three Ps. Passion, patience, persistence. Yes, absolutely. All right, then, mate. Well, look after yourself. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate you uh, having me on your podcast. No problem, John. Take care. So that's it. Massive thanks again to John for joining me today and for you listening. Make sure you follow the podcast because coming up over the next few months, there are some more extraordinary interviews. The podcast is always streaming, it will be streaming on the usual platforms, including iTunes and Spotify, and also on the video of the chat. The video of the chat. I need to go to bed. The video of the chat is on YouTube as well. Just search My Way of Thinking Podcast and we pop up. Woo! everywhere please leave a rating and subscribe where possible to keep up to date on social media facebook is more my thinking podcast and instagram's more what podcast and finally if you want to get in touch with think you'll be a great guest email me it's more what podcast at aol.com okay until next time god bless and take care